On this week's episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, we're discussing the film Suicide Kings, about a mob boss who was taken for ransom so that he can help his kidnappers get back a woman who was also taken for ransom. The film stars every late 90s male actor you've definitely seen before but who you also probably don't like. We're talking of course about Sean Patrick Flannery from Powder, Henry Thomas from E.T., Hollywood bad boy and star of Ice Age 2 The Meltdowns, Dennis Leary, Jay Moore who appeared on the hit TV show Monk, Brad Garrett who also appeared on the hit TV show Monk, Louis Lombardi who you might remember from the 8 time Emmy award winning TV show Monk, and finally Jeremy Sisto who is not to be confused with the musical artist Sisko who is also not to be confused with the musical artist Nelly. Guys, let's talk about 1997's criminally overrated Suicide Kings. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm sorry, boys. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust the ass? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Like this movie on paper, it's like, oh my god, there's a lot of people yeah. in it. But yeah, for the casual movie goer, there isn't. No, like no one knows these people. Like yeah, the people I don't that know <laughs> Arnold and Danny DeVito don't right. know, you know, right? John I, Patrick Flannery. Right. I don't know. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, the new Jay Moore is out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Special episode today. Not like, really special. Very special episode. <laughs> special uh, blend. Aaron's been wanting to do this movie for quite a while. Like a month. Yeah, but like kind of your whole life also. Mm-hmm. I've been fond of this movie. <laughs> But yes, 1997 or 98 Suicide Kings. Mm-hmm. Start wow. with first impressions, huh? Yeah. So I was... Um, oh, you're going first. I'm going first. That's different. Aaron, give us your first impression of Suicide Kings. Okay. Um, I saw this movie probably two times, and um, I really like Jay Moore. Mm-hmm. So that was my first impression. There you go. Yeah. Kyle, first impression. All right. This is my first time seeing the movie. Suicide Kings is the poker equivalent of getting pocket deuces. You're excited because you got a pair, even though it's the lowest one. You naturally stay in to see the flop. On the flop, you get a three, four, five. You stay in to chase that straight, but you see on the turn it's a jack. You're thinking you still got a chance, plus you're holding the twos, so you might as well stay in to see the river, but then a 10 comes up. You've made it this far, everyone's still in. You might as well see what they have. And that's when you realize everyone else had a better hand than you and you should have just folded with the pocket twos. All that to say, Suicide King's plot is as confusing as my analogy was, but it's a movie that starts with all the pieces of a decent movie that as it progresses and you get deeper into it, you realize the potential you hope for will never be met. Well, well said. said. Well said. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's good poker it's analogy because they play poker in the movie. It's I like an that uneven part. film that I wished was sure. better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. yeah. Uh, Brandon, first impression. Um, this was a dumb movie, and I <laughs> and it upsets me. I get very upset by a dumb movie that like tries to be smart than a dumb movie that knows that it's dumb. So like this movie like agitated me in that sense because it's like they're so clearly going for like a a Pulp Fiction. Reservoir Dogs vibe. Overall, didn't like it, but I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So uh, the movie opens by introducing us to its large cast of characters, which mm-hmm. is a group of best friends played by a bunch of 90s B-listers. <laughs> so we got Jay Moore. He's a wild card with a gambling problem. Jeremy Sisto, who plays an aspiring doctor with a drug addiction. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, who isn't as famous as we thought. He no, but famous. he was in Powder. He was in Powder. He was yes. Powder, we yes. should say. Yeah. One of the worst movies ever made. It's a scary albino thriller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the tidbit that I have about it is the guy that, I don't know if he wrote it, but like the guy that directed it like was arrested for kitty porn. And it's like, Cat? that makes sense. Cat porn? No, kitty. Like, K-I-D-D-I-E. <laughs> Either way, it's gross. Wow. Yeah. But way. it would make sense. <laughs> For like the movie where it's just like, ah, yes, look at this hairless albino teen. Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> this is my this is my masterpiece. Hot little body on Sean Michael Flannery. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we'll call him SPF or Max. His mo- name in the movie is Max. That's easier to yes. remember. And the sunscreen, SPF. Yeah. And then, uh, so we got those three guys, and we also have Henry Thomas, a.k.a. the kid from E.T. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learn that Henry Thomas's sister has been kidnapped and is being held ransom for $2 million. So these four guys hatch a plan to kidnap Christopher Walken. Who's a retired mob boss. Yeah. So we see the guys, they're having a beer at a bar. Uh, When we see the mob boss, Christopher Walken, enter, and they're sitting in his booth. Uh, Christopher Walken is a really agreeable guy. Love him. Why don't you come with us? Come on, it'll be a blast, man. You talk me into it. All All right. right. Let's go. Give us the bill. No, it's my treat. Yeah? I told you. you, Guys... It's on night to howl. Long time since I've been with the guys. Yeah. 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 Night with the boys. Yeah, he says. <laughs> I haven't had a night with the boys in a long time. Yeah, he says, guys, it's our night to howl. Long time since I've been with the guys. I thought of Dan in that line. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. So he's just a desperately lonely guy. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's what about his to... prostitute girlfriend? And he's well known at this restaurant. Like the bartender later, yeah. like knows him that he has his own table reserved. Like, yeah, how like he wouldn't be that lonely there. How much do you want to get to that point in your life where it's just like, this is my bar, this is my table. You're sitting at my table. Uh, I mean, okay. it's pretty great. I know I'd end up abusing it, and they'd be like, he's back. But and that's just like <laughs> I've never had anything in my life like that where Here it's like have. this is my the restaurant. Fling. Sure, sure. Here I always think... brought the beer. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, God. You're making me miss the fling. (laughs) Right away. That's so true. sit down, got the dice out, don't even order. Carrie just brings me a Budweiser. That is the best. The closest we've ever been to being Suicide Kings. Mm -hmm. My God. Yeah. I guess maybe it's because I get no respect, but it's like, (laughs) I want to go somewhere. I want to go somewhere where everybody knows my name. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, oh, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, uh, that's Brandon's chair. You got to get out of here. That's Bony Brandon. Yeah. He's fragile. Yeah, totally. Well, okay, so in this situation, you have to be okay spending frivolously, which... I'm not okay. Not I'm thing. not okay. Like, like, that's what I was thinking about. Is like Christopher Walken had to get in that place in life where he's like, I'm so rich that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can go out and get drinks and dinner every single night 
doesn't matter. I yeah. got the money. And Damn. we'll never be there. No, no, of course It'll not. It'll be a one Budweiser type of uh, they know me. And then <laughs> yeah, <I leave>. exactly. <laughs> uh, that's the guy that orders one Budweiser and like a shit ton of chips yeah. or like a bunch of peanuts. Yeah, keep the bowl coming. <laughs> keep refilling it. These things are still free, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a beer with a lime. Por favor. Brandon? Uh, I'm good right now. Maybe later. Time is it? Nah, I'll take another beer. Hold on. Count of three. Wait, One. let me make sure I have it in here. No, right no, now. okay, got it. One, two, three. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three guys it. drinking around. <laughs> we bought canned insures. <laughs> From my nutrition. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Um, so moving on in the movie... I don't know what it is. I really don't. Insure? Yeah, I've never heard it's of like it. It's like the replacement, like, yeah. like, chocolate milk drink that just, like, like, the... like a Slim Fast, but for, like... Okay, I know what a Slim Fast It tries to, is. like, you. it's, like, a ton of calories, and it's, like, if yeah. you can't eat, then you drink an Insure. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, Jenny Craig style, just, like, yeah, you're not going to actually but lose like weight on this. No, but like it's, a... like, they so all drink an Insure. If you can't have a meal, grab an Insure. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's awful. Again, <laughs> look, mostly sugar. Yeah. Look, I, this is a big deal for us, but we did get sponsored by Insure, and I thought we did a great job of just kind of weaving it in there naturally. That yeah, night. no, that yeah, was real cool. organic. That's a good ad. That was good. <laughs> All right, so uh, Christopher Walken decides to go with these guys to dinner because he's starved for attention or something, and uh, <laughs> on the way, they knock him out with chloroform. So they take Walken to their fifth friend's father's mansion, who was not in on the kidnapping plan. The fifth friend of a fifth friend. <laughs> yeah. It's like a seventh son. Yeah, but it's not his house. It's his father's house. Yeah. Like right. summer house or something. Right, right. Um, And so the fifth friend is played by the detestable Johnny Galecki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his name is Ira, and he thought that there is. was a poker game happening, uh, only to find that Christopher Walken uh, is kidnapped and in his house. You don't. TK, Mr. Baird will take good care of you. What's this? You're our hostage, Charlie. For what? Mr. Baird, we need your help. My sister, Elise, has been kidnapped. The kidnappers demanded $2 million ransom. Now, my father has money, but it's all on paper. He went to the cops. It's a big mistake. I got nothing to do with kidnapping. Oh, come on, Charlie, we know that. But you got contacts, the kind that know how to fix these things. And you got money, cash, that's the good kind. So we're also going to have to ask you to put up the ransom. Okay, so when Christopher Walken awakens, he finds the, the five guys. <laughs> Christopher awakens. Christopher awakens. Uh, he finds the five guys kidnapping around. Uh, explain that they need Christopher Walken's mob connections and money to help get E.T.'s sister back. And they cut off his finger. Christopher Walken is upset that they cut off his finger because he says that's the hand I jack off with. Um, he does say that. <laughs> that had to hurt. And we all know that if you don't have the pinky strength in there, it's not the same. Yeah, I'd argue your hand would now feel more like a girl's hand. It would be a little smaller. Yes, specifically because I only deal with women with four fingers on one hand. But what about the nub? You know, uh, you know the <laughs> use the nub as a size comparison to feel like you're right. Enormous. right. It's yeah. actually it opens up a whole new dimension. <laughs> Much bigger than my finger. That's crazy. But you yeah. got to look at it from underneath. Yeah, the nub, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Do you think he did have like a phantom limb thing going on when he did jack off for the first time when it was reattached though? Or it's like this oh, doesn't yeah. feel quite right. Like it's there, I but think is it? He learned with his other hand, and then spent like 
three months on this like torrid love affair yeah. with his left hand. You yeah. know. Well, there's the whole thing where you like sit on it until it goes numb. <laughs> yeah. So it's like phantom limb even better. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then his left bicep gets real big. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're then introduced to the sister, Elise's kidnappers, played by poor man's Louis Lombardi mm-hmm. and uh, Brad Garrett. Do you guys know their names in the movie? No, no idea. Fred and Ethel. No. no. <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond. I'm Robert, and this is my brother Raymond. Yeah, you do that way better. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Is it Bert and Ernie? <laughs> no, it's just a pause for Nice. <laughs> Kyle knows us so well. I wrote into my notes, pause for Brandon and Aaron to do Everybody Loves Raymond voices. Uh, Aaron, I, I don't know what we're supposed to do here. Uh. Put the gun down. You got to put that finger on ice or else. I'm watching this show. So the five guys have Christopher Walken call his lawyer, who he tells to get the $2 million together uh, and try to track down the girl's kidnappers. I thought the lawyer was that other guy. Oh, Which other guy? Looks like that guy. Mm. Uh, the guy You're going to have to give me wing? more than that. He's in uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Uh, the lawyer also says that word on the street is one of the five guys is in on the sisters kidnapping, like Brandon alluded to. Um, but we don't know which one it is. And at this point watching the movie, this was when I was like, okay, I'm back in. Like, Right. Like that's going to be the me. main mystery of the movie. Yeah. Like the first 15 minutes was great. And then they were losing me for a bit. And then it was like, okay, I'm back in. One of these guys is like in on it. Yeah. So the five guys tell Walken that Elise and E.T.'s father didn't approve of her dating SPF because SPF's third dad fucked Elise's mom when he was nine. And because of that, they have to bone at the yacht. And because of that, they fuck in the car next to the yacht where she gets kidnapped. Is that but they weren't at the yacht. <laughs> no, they weren't right. at the yacht because they he went, took the wrong turn. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they were like, "Fuck it, we'll fuck in the car." Yeah, this is an abandoned uh, <laughs> yeah. scrapyard. Let's do it here. Yeah, I'm completely lost by docks, but like, yeah, let's yeah. just do this here. It was just like crazy complicated. I thought that there was <laughs> yeah. going to be way right. more it's so complicated, and like, yeah, nothing happens with that. I thought there yeah. were going to be way more details when it came to like, this is what happened with the kidnapping. Mm-hmm. I told I told Aaron before this that that's when I thought it was SPF was in on it. Yeah, for sure. Because like retelling it, it's like oh, I'm gonna make it sound really good, like I was proposing to her. Like, right, oh, right. Why would I be in on it? Yeah, no, like, they like nothing that happens in that scene seems realistic. Yeah. So I guess that goes a little like bit so to what Aaron said. Romantic and yeah. like, well, I mean, you know, they're, they're playing they're... Remy Zero's Shattered. Yeah, right. It's like, and they're like not even boning. It's yeah. just like let me grab your face and tell you how much yeah. I love you. it because in that scene you 
like uh, SPF Max, right? I'm just mm-hmm. gonna call him Max. Max gets knocked out. Gets Max gets knocked out, yeah. uh, and then he falls to the ground, and you see his midriff. And that reminded me of Powder, where you see his midriff a lot as well. I don't remember that about Powder, but oh, lots I'll of take midriff. Your word for it. He is the midriff he is movie. shirtless in most of the movie. Um, so Working Christopher Walken, he's bored to death, and he's like, "Hey guys, let's all play cards together." And that's when the movie gets really good again. It's like because you right. got more Christopher Walken <laughs> involvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is so a lot of movie happens in this one scene. Yeah. Um, also, like. I don't know if we we haven't really explored this so much, but like Jay Moore is such a hothead oh, yeah. the whole time. He calls them all fags for the second time. <laughs> yes. So only one to use the F word in the movie. That F word. It's a different yeah. time. Um, <laughs> so they're all playing the cards. 90s. <laughs> they got Christopher Walken tied up, but the rest of them are playing cards. Finally, they're getting their poker night. Jay Moore is not playing because, like you said, he's a hothead. He's worried about the plan going and wrong. He's no good at gambling. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hot that's a hot button we find out. So, uh, Walken spends this time sizing each of them up one by one, uh, which is a great scene. Like, love this in movies. Like, yeah. similar, not boiler room per se, but wild like, hogs. Yeah, just like <laughs> wild Leonard, hogs. Just he like, does yeah, it. Yeah. It's a great wild hogs homage. Yeah, yeah. and Walken sizes up Jay Moore incorrectly. Uh, so we find out that Jay Moore was up twenty two thousand dollars in Atlantic City, and in five minutes. He went down twelve grand, so he lost thirty-four thousand yeah. dollars in five minutes to this widowmaker dealer. Which in nineteen ninety-eight, twelve Pollard? twelve grand. Absolutely, absolutely, The lawyer uh, that Christopher Walken had called earlier, he gets the money together, uh, and you think that maybe Jay Moore is the inside man because he's in debt these twenty grand mm-hmm. from this story, and he has a motive. But then that's when SPF slips up. They're given directions to the drop off, and SPF knows exactly <laughs> where to go, even though in, in Harlem, that same place. Right. He said he got lost when he was retelling when she got kidnapped. One twenty. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why should he go through that kind of traffic? Come on. Just, what just traffic. Put him on There's the, no uh, traffic at this hour. He takes Second Avenue to no, the Midtown Tunnel. Just... Charlie, who do you got there? The New York Taxi Drivers Union? Take Central Park West to Parkway Central, to Lenox, then to 125th. 125th to the Triborough Bridge, the Central Park Expressway, or the Southern States. Your choice. Let's just get this over with. You got that? Yeah, I got it. Take care of yourself, brother. It's insane to think about how much information we just kept in our heads mm-hmm. before People's phone like numbers. phones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, <laughs> I still remember like at least three or four friends' phone numbers. Yes, right. And like you have to call their house and their parents pick up and you right. have to ask, hey, can I talk to blah 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 blah? Eight five seven five six four three. Josh. Eight five seven four six four three. Five five two eight zero zero four. Joel Smith. Five five two eight zero four three. See, I couldn't even remember that. You said it two seconds ago, and I couldn't remember. I never it. knew their numbers because I met them later. Yeah, I, I could probably come up with <laughs> I met a them. But it was phones. the same thing with directions. I can remember being like, you know, oh, you got like before even uh, like. Well, I guess I did, I was driving when there was MapQuest, so I remember like looking at the directions, like reading them, yeah. and then memorizing them, and then like driving and only yeah, right. like picking up the, the directions. reference on the, on the yeah, 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 exactly. Like, okay, 10 yeah, miles. exactly. <laughs> yeah, back then we were mappy headed bros. Well, it's funny being nostalgic about map. <laughs> On that note, what would, what'd oh you, say? you say? Mappy headed bros. <laughs> um, who, was it the, is... who was the announcer that got in trouble for that? Don Imus. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is funny being nostalgic for map quests, like we're some hero that like we had to print up directions. <laughs> so, 
we didn't think Go he's back to Mappy Headed Bros. <laughs> I didn't write that down. Um, supposedly. Wow. So Max has the, the slip up. He did porn. He went by Dong I Miss. Oh, that's cool. And all the ladies are like, that's the Dong I Miss. Yes. Ooh, very nice. Here's an ad for Dong I Miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vietnamese. Uh... <laughs> Dong I Miss. <laughs> find yourself in the middle of the night pining for your youth that trip to vietnam you took once where you banged the guy um, okay i'm just gonna say the last part again because i don't know where i was in it go lawyer gets some money together you think jay moore's the man on the inside but then spf slips up because of the directions thing that we don't need to get into uh but they're convinced that spf is the guy that fucked everything over and was setting them up so they're going to cut off his finger, but that's when E.T. is like, nah, it was me. Oh, I smell something. Colbert! It wasn't me. No, it was me. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The classic Jim yeah. Carrey, liar, liar, farting yeah. in the elevator. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> and Fulton and D2. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, so but this. What was I going to say about this part? Oh, I was gonna say something. Ah, it's stupid. It's just stupid. No, no, no. What I actually was gonna say was, was is that it was cool when Walken was like, he knew that if the Gooks ever saw the watch, it'd be confiscated, taken away. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. You'd be damned if any slope's gonna put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it in one place he knew he could hide something: his ass. Five long years he wore this watch. Up his ass. Then he died of dysentery. He gave me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass. Two years. Walking knows his shit. Uh, and so everyone kind of disperses. All the guys split up at the end. It's revealed that SPF came up with the plan with Elise, his oh, girlfriend, E.T.'s sister, and that Elise was never actually kidnapped. Um, and then that's when we see that SPF and Elise are on a boat, like off the coast of wherever. Long Island. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Not Puget far. Sound. Yeah. yeah, they're like half a mile offshore, and you realize that Elise orchestrated the plan, and SPF was carrying it out. And like it gets more complicated if you want to think about it more than that. But I Christopher don't. Walken comes, and the song by Remy Zero, <laughs> Shattered, is playing again, which is the one that they're playing when they're fucking in the car in the flashback. No, they don't fuck in the car. They mess around in the car. They, like, Barely. kiss. It's really wet from yeah. what Aaron remembers. <laughs> um, I think it was wet outside, but I, my mind, it's wet inside also. <laughs> oh, yeah. But so the song plays again. This is, like, their song. You're like, this is their moment, their, tr their triumph. They're getting away with it. They've got the money, and then Christopher Walken and Dennis Leary show up on the boat, pretty much unannounced because they're off the shore, like the yeah. coast, and it's pretty hard to get there. But let's just forgive that. And and like Christopher Walken's talking very playfully. He's like, "Ah, it was your idea, wasn't it?" Please look at me. All this was your idea, right? And then they fucking kill them and the movie ends. Like, for this movie, you're supposed to be invested in Elise's and SPF's, like, romantic plight of, like, 
nope. they can't be in love yeah. with each other and whatever. And like at the end, it was like, I shouldn't be invested, but like I'm glad they got away with it. And to just have them die was just like, dude, like yeah. you could have had both of them like holding hands, kissing, and like jumping off the boat. And then like you hear gunshots and it ends. And I just would have been like, fuck, did they die? I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. ah, like right. romance. Another <laughs> way they could have taken it is, and I feel like they tried to do this, is like making Christopher Walken like so agreeable, so like mm -hmm. anti, like, no, I'm not, I don't do this anymore. Like, that's not me. Like, you guys mm -hmm. are thinking of me all wrong. Like, I'm not this brutal psychopath. And then at the end, have that turn be like, you fucked with the wrong guy and then have him go on a killing spree. Yes. Like that yes. would have been cool too. Yeah, if he had snapped and gone We should heavy. remake this movie. Or even just we like- the a... five guys. <laughs> We've got the five guys. We've got the Matt Bailey Or even funds. like a, a Christopher Walken at the end where he's like, usually I'd let uh, Leary kill you, but you guys wronged me and I'm going to kill yeah. you. I thought I'd and do it myself. He pulls the trigger. Even if he mentioned. And like there's no bullets and he's just like, ah. Like, Poker night tonight. Where are we going? Like <laughs> Bullets. <laughs> no, he's just like, where are we going, guys? Let's get out of here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm hanging with you guys now. Like, yeah, no, that would be that would actually be cooler. Okay, wait, I have one more question. Why did they do this? Why did Elise and Max do this? There's no good reason for them to pull this off, they're, other than greed. No, I have yeah, no just idea. Cash. Yeah, that's it. And they're fucking over the brother. Like, they're fucking over everyone. everyone yeah. yeah. Just to get cash and run away because yeah. no reason. Well, they're so terrible they're motive. Terrible and motive. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, man. <laughs> Makes you do crazy shit. What are you gonna do? All right, I got one more thing here. IMDb trivia. It says in the car scene where Elise is kidnapped, Max is struck and falls on the concrete in the rain with his shirt pulled up, exposing I said that. his smooth stomach. In the end scene on the boat, you can clearly see Max has a hairy chest and stomach. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good smut, bro. So in that flashback, it's him remembering himself being hairless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like IMDB was like, that's good trivia. And my thing about unpregnant, uh, we're not taking that. Yeah. Fuck you, IMDB reviewers. Fuck you, that's IMDb. incredible. When people think of Dennis Leary, they think of the manic depressive man on stage chain-smoking cigarettes. What they don't know is that the cigarettes aren't what nearly killed Dennis. It was giving up his passion of playing tennis to take roles in movies like The Sandlot, Ice Age, and A Bug's Life. That's why Dennis Leary created Tennis Near Me, an app that shows you where the shortest shorts are, the tightest nets are, and the widest lines are. At Tennis Near Me, you can find where men with knee pain and ladies with back pain congregate to hit that green ball back and forth until you both want to vomit. If you can't download the app, don't worry. It's not your fault, love. We've got an ace up our sleeve at Tennis Near Me. Just contact our support team who is here to serve you. Tennis Near Me, the only app that will take you to court and you'll like it. This guy messaged us yesterday. Yeah. RK? No, that... Based on your movie posters alone, I dipped back in ooh, into your previous episodes and settled on all right, <laughs> settled on Tommy Boy. What does he mean settled on Tommy like Boy? He picked an episode. Ah, okay. <laughs> you guys have a really fun show. I'll check out some more for sure. Awesome. Thanks. Another episode podcast. Yeah. Also, yeah. if we're Give giving you a shout out, if we're giving shout outs to people, I have uh, neglected to mention this so far. 
Shout out to David Emmons, who is now on the 5GFA website. Wow, yeah. He uh, sent us a photo <laughs> of his wrapped up Spotify year, and he listened to all 50 episodes of the Oof. pod up until that point for about 2,800 minutes of listening Gotta time. Gotta wonder what just, else he did this year. What's wrong with that guy, you yeah. know? <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, that's an incredible achievement for us, and uh, we couldn't have done it without you, David. If we had more David Emmons, is, 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 yeah. we'd be pulling in like 20 bucks an episode, and that'd really help things out. So tell your yeah. friends, yeah. you know, get more. It would yeah. be cool. I don't want to say we're hurting over here, but, you know. I mean, in the movie, I'll say this. Another thing I didn't like about it was... How do you do what you do to me? I am feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I have another clue. Okay. All right. Let me get my, my how do you do, do that? Yeah, no. The Dennis Leary toaster punch. You guys remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? Let's move on to That Had to Hurt. Brandon, that had to hurt. Toaster punch. Let's move on to or skip. Who organizes the reunion? <laughs> Kyle, who organizes? I don't have the... one. Aaron, I don't have one. Brandon, who organizes? I have one, but it's not very good. <laughs> We're gonna delete it. All right, perfect. Let me just say it. No, it's not good. We can we can skip it. I don't know where to include this. I know where I'll include Put it. Put it up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> include it with your poo. All right. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. Brandon, who wins your Clutch Award? Uh, having a friend whose dad is a doctor wins the Clutch Award. So TK, yeah. I think, is the guy. Um, yes. Jeremy yeah, so, Sisto. There you go. For Keep- all of you who... <laughs> Don't know who TK is, but certainly know who Jeremy Sisto is. And, of course, the the song Sisto Christian, the Knight Rider cover. Yeah. Jeremy Sisto. Sisto, Sisto. Yes. How'd you become such a (laughs) misto? Uh Jeremy Sisto. (laughs) And, of course, the Sisto hit. It's getting hot in her. The Sisto hit. There you go. But, yeah, no, he comes in clutch. He's got the drug hookups. Knows how to put in an IV. (laughs) And he's got a bone saw. Wait, what? TK, he has a bone saw. That's what he used. They won't get that done without him. Those are the reasons why he wins the Clutch Award. I was still wondering if that was a Cisco song. We were both thinking about the Cisco song that you said is getting hot in here. He's got the drug hookups. Thong song. Put in NIV. Cisco Cisco is Wild Wild West and Thong song. You did Nelly. Nelly's Nelly. Oh, okay. No, what did I? Cisco so what's Cisco's thong, thong, thong song and okay. Wild Wild West? We'll play both. No, Wild Wild West is uh... it's Will Smith with Cisco. Yeah. Who do you no think does it? When I bounce into the Wild Wild West, Cisco. Upon a time in the West, 
madman lost his damn mind in the West. Love less. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. That's All right. Cisco. Oh, that was a or faux Cisco. pas. Faux, huge faux pas on my end. So go back and do the bone saw thing. You know, it's getting, a, you know it's getting left I in. I was confused. Uh, all right. The Sisto song. <laughs> Baby. Thong song. I like it when the beat go. Bone Saw song. Right now we'll play It's Getting Hot in Here by Nelly. It's getting hot in here. So, hot. so take off all your clothes. Perfect. Then we'll play Thong Song by Cisco. Tribute to 9/11. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. With, uh, What's going on? What's going on when we're politically blind? You can't see the signs of the danger time. What's going on? And then a classic. <laughs> sure. The other guy from Desert Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know it was a guy. We don't. Could've desert knows who it was. From the Infinity commercial. It's, sorry. it's Sting. The Desert knows. <laughs> anyway, um, TK wins my clutch award. Um, my clutch award goes to Jay Moore. Um, he's great in this movie, but the scene where he's holding the gun at Max on the couch and he's yelling... He sounds so much. And I played this for you. He does Chris or uh, Jay Moore does the entire like mm, Reservoir Dogs impression. Yeah, where he does Harvey Keitel. What the fuck was Joe thinking? <laughs> Look, you're shot in the gut. Yeah, but you don't die from your wounds. It takes days. He no. does uh, Chris Penn. I don't care how mad you are at me. That's not half as mad as Daddy's gonna be at us. Wait, is that is that uh Chris Penn? Chris Penn, yeah, yeah. And he does he does like the whole scene. He does all the voices. Yeah. I'll put it in here, but like I'll play We're it. We're definitely it. putting it in. The you, man you just shot at five years in the federal penitentiary. He could have said my daddy's name and walked, but he didn't. He did his time like a fucking man. Now you're holding a giant cell phone. Now you're gonna tell me that that guy's gonna decide out of the fucking blue to rip us off? Why don't you tell me what really happened? What the hell for? That lump of shit's working for the LAPD, Joe. I don't know what you think you know, but you're wrong. He's a good kid. <laughs> he got shot in the gut. It's my. Don't fucking call me a rat. It's, it's just really funny. It's really and then, funny. And then when we put the clip in, continue with the Steven Seagal interview. I was um, in Kazakhstan, I think. I was somewhere crazy in the world the other day, maybe six months ago, something like that. And there was a big Kyokushinkai, how do you say in English, like... Um, okay, gathering or a convention? Well, yeah, convention, yeah, something okay. like that. And they were doing all this, uh, you know, demonstrations and fighting and competition. And all the old senpai, all the old, you know, Kyokushinkai masters yeah. were there. And they saw me come in. This was like chilling. And they oh, you know, he's here, he's here. And they made me come and sit with the other masters, and they introduced me as their senpai. Wow, what a tremendous honor. Tremendous honor. Yes. yes. Perfect. And uh, Jay Moore does a great Christopher Walken. Like, he does the best Christopher mm. Walken impression. Yeah. And like, Does anyone do a better Christopher Walken than you? Uh, yeah, Kevin Pollock's is way better than mine. Of course, mine's not too shabby. 
either, Tom. <laughs> it's good to be here. At my age, it's good to be anywhere. That was a joke. <laughs> you know how we talked about on She's All That, how there was like, oh, there's like for sure a Fallout Boy, Black Eyed Peas yeah. remix that like, why did someone make that? Yeah. We can do the, the Jay Moore impersonations of Reservoir Dogs mixed with Steven Seagal's interview, <laughs> and it'll be the same like, why, who put time into this and why? <laughs> Uh, wow, well, I'll jump well, and beat you to the punch. It's, it's good that you exactly. here. I mean, we all do clutch? I didn't go yet. Kyle, who wins your clutch? Heavy award? clip uh, segment here. Sure. Because I'm going to go with Remy Zero Shattered for my clutch award. The song <laughs> that they bang to, or almost bang to, or don't bang to. This song makes me not like this movie. Well, what? so what I was going to say is like Clutch Award because that song made me think of this song, which I like much more, by Toad the Wet Sprocket, which yes. is a great band. <laughs> and this song is called All I Want. And I forgot about this song, but it's a really good Toad the Wet Sprocket song. I thought it was I, yeah, I thought it was all I want, so I got excited and I was like, this isn't all I want, but I goddamn I love that song. It's a great song. <laughs> So thank you, uh, Remy Zero, for reminding me of that total wet. Yeah, TTWS, yeah. more hits than you think. So yeah, many, no, they're great. So many. A lot of clips in that segment. Capital T, lowercase t, capital W, capital S. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, clip heavy. Clutch Award's going to be fun on this episode. Hell yeah. You know that thing that's not in the movie? That's what I love about the movie. Toad the Wet Sprocket, uh -huh. Jay Moore's stand-up, and uh, Sting, and Cisco, Sting, yep. Cisco uh, all of it. Wild Wild West. Yep, yep. The uh, bone saw sound effect. Sure, sure. Probably the clip from Spider-Man where it's bone saws ready. That's we'll do that one. too. It's a good thing we didn't do who, who organizes the reunion because yeah. we need time. Oh, yeah. If you were wondering a few seconds ago, <laughs> why did they do a reunion? It's because we wanted more time for this <laughs> and we got it. Yeah. Now here's Steven Seagal at his best. I have friends like his father and Isuama Sensen, I could go down the list, who are in their 60s and their 70s who could kill most of the guys who think they're great warriors that are in their 20s or 30s. Kill them instantly. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> All right, let's move on to what takes me out of the movie. We don't really sing it anymore. Okay, no, I mean, we don't have to. It's dun, fine. Dun, 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 dun. I've got three. Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? First one, like what happened to Louis Lombardi at the end of the movie? Like he just disappears after they He's... beat up Benny the bookie or whatever the yeah the, the strip club, club. yeah I didn't understand that part at all. Louis Lombardi's with them the whole movie yeah and they're... then he just disappears at the end. That's why I told Kyle like I thought they were I thought Dennis Leary was a cop like the first couple times I watched it. Uh huh. Just because like he's with like a partner and right. they're like it looks like they're like detectives or something. 
I thought he was like a crooked cop or something, and like then rewatching, it's like, oh no, he's just like his hands. He's a driver, the yeah. Whole time, yeah. Yeah. It. So that was weird. I just I thought I missed it, but I guess I. It didn't. is weird that he. Yeah. I don't know. That does. That's Did they run out of days to pay him. You know, like we got you for four he days. He said six thousand dollars. <laughs> so speaking of that, <laughs> a free prime rib dinner. Got to tell this fun Christmas story since it is a couple it's days true. after it's Christmas. True. It's February now. <laughs> yeah, well, now. Now. But, uh, like, two Christmases ago? I think so. Yeah. I was, on Christmas morning, I just had this guy pop into my head, and it was Louis Lombardi, but I didn't know his name. I could just see his face. I was like, he was on, like, a season of 24, and he's always, like, the, what's up, boss? Like, yeah. that guy in a movie. And I was telling Devin and Brandon, like, everything I knew about him. Like, everything I, I was like, he's like bald and fat and like he always plays a mob guy but like he's like a sweet doofus and yeah. like I, we couldn't figure out who Kyle was. repeated the line over and over I'm sorry boy <laughs> he's like you know you know I'm sorry boy and like we kept like just sitting there like with our hands on our chins contemplating like oh, I'm sorry boy yeah who is that <laughs> We took it very seriously. And, and we spent like an hour trying to, I was on IMDb, like we were all just racking our brains and we couldn't figure it out. This is Christmas morning. Yeah. And eventually I have the idea to post onto Reddit of like, hey, this is what I know. Like he always says like, I'm sorry, boss. <laughs> and like, he plays a mob guy. I think he was in 24 for a bit. And like after like three hours, someone posted like Louis Lombardi question mark. And I looked him up and I was like, Yes! It was fucking Louis Lombardi. And so me, Devin, and Brandon, yeah. and Jana all know Louis Lombardi now from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'll never forget the guy's name. So when he popped up in this movie, loved him. And he played, it like, for sure his type. Classic like, Louis Lombardi. Classic Louis yep. Lombardi yeah. role. <laughs> like, he definitely had, like, a good, like, uh, him and Dennis Leary had a good counterbalance of each yeah. other. Yeah. No, they um, were a good combo. Like, I wish in that side quest that they were on, like it was more substantial. Like it came to a place yes. where it was like, this mattered. Right. But like Louis Lombardi leaves the movie unexplicably like at the end. Yeah. Dennis Leary no, doesn't go anywhere. That, you don't see him at all anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on to quotes. Let's do it. Look, man, I'm, I'm really, really sorry, but I just want everyone out of here right now. Hey, and take your weird fuck junkie friend with you. Johnny Galecki says, talking about Jay Morris, he's got rocks the size of uh, Rushmore. And I miss made, that one. Made me think of Pollard. He's oh, talking yeah, about him yeah. betting, and he's like, he's got rocks the size of Rushmore. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And that's also about Pollard betting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pollard betting, Jay Moore betting. <laughs> um, Louis Lombardi, when he says, fish boots. I'm wearing Stingray boots, man. These are one of a kind. Fish boots? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, quotes. Um, you go first, Brandon. I have a bunch. Well, I only have one, and Perfect. I was almost sure that all of you guys were going to have this, okay. but uh, in the beginning, when Christopher Walken's talking to Avery about his dad, he says, I have some ventures he may want to capitalize on. <laughs> I, I wrote oh, yes, that down, I that, wrote yeah. that down, and I just stopped right after that. That's good. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a 5 GFA original right there. Um, this is also at the very beginning. Just kind of wanted to talk about it. Uh, Christopher Walken says, life's short, so is my whole family. And, like, is he just saying, like, well, we come from a tiny lineage? or Yeah, just yeah small, small okay. Italian men. Yeah. Short You've people got <laughs> no You've reason to live. Right? Short people got no reason to live. Okay. All right. A roll of a lifetime. That's, that's the best I could do. Does any, do you have the one about, like, the 
the waitress and she's like i'm no. wet right now no oh, damn it i was hoping somebody had that i didn't know what it was mm. yeah don't have it damn it all right sorry gonna be a what if forever man <laughs> brandon's bad quote bad quoting of wetness go for it you're all wet and so bad. Oh, it's raining outside it's warm and dry in here When the electricity goes out in the house, walking goes, ooh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, the Lombardi quote that we talked about before the pod, but it's probably not really a great quote to bring up. I'm going to say it anyway. You know, I ain't never had no slow pussy before. Too young for Korea. Too old for Nam. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... It's a good one. Yeah, I had it's to think about one. that for a little bit, and well, it, then it really bugged it's me. It's like it's really offensive on a lot of levels. Yeah, I rewatched <laughs> it, thinking like, I thought immediately like this guy was too old for Vietnam. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Like, so let's look up what year he was born. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go 58. He was born in 68. Wow. <laughs> so he okay. was born during Vietnam. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Far too young. Yeah, okay. His 68? dad was too young for Korea. So he was 30 years old in this movie. Yeah. Wow. Right? Good Louis jeans. Lombardi. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That He's got McSullivan jeans in him. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's main minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? I'll see if I can pull up my notes. I haven't even gotten there yet. Shit. Wait, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's still... Oh, yep, it's still recording. Okay. Um, so notes I have for this were... Um, marry me, please. Um, Paul doesn't have any kids. Well, I mean, he has a kid, sorry. He doesn't have any sisters. And, yeah, another one note I have in here is, like, what, what, what what's going on? Oh, when they keep talking about, like, inside player it made me think about lopez mike oh is this the twist that like she kidnapped herself and got two million and the whole thing was to get that guy to give him two million dollars blah 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 whatever if this is the last time you ever hear from me i hope you have a wonderful life and are able to let's move on to mcmulligan's if I can make my If I can turn back time If I can find a way <laughs> I used to, when I tell Kyle about this movie, I was like, the cast is like stacked from the 90s. <laughs> and then seeing it, I was like, oh, fuck, it like isn't. What was I thinking of? Yeah. I was thinking of the cast from Sleepers, mm. which uh, is a stacked cast. De Niro, Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland. Brad Pitt, Kevin yep. Bacon, Jason yeah. Patrick, De Niro, mm. uh, just Justin like, Hoffman, Just Billy like <laughs> I confused this it's movie Kiefer with Boiler Sutherland Room. In it? Uh, no, he's in Flatliners. Yeah, which is what I also confuse it with because that's Julia Roberts. Yes, and like also yes, pretty stacked. Yeah, so Sleepers had a great cast, and that's what I thought this movie's cast yes. was. And then I, I wasn't. It wasn't that. It's cast. like if Sleepers <laughs> was the R word. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I did confuse, and I know I I knew like Sisto and Jay Moore was in this, but I thought like. Billy Crudup was in this, or like two of the other, you know. Oh, I like, man. Yeah. Can you imagine if Billy Crudup? It's like yeah, A list. Right. <laughs> That's would have been a bigger get than they, SPF. They crudded up by not casting him. All right, let's move on to SOS. Mm. I'll send an 
Spinoff, origin or, or sequel. Squeakquel. Squeakquel. Yeah. Kyle, SOS. Uh, so we talked about one of the fun aspects of this movie is imagining like our trips to Vegas and Morongo and uh, mm. what's Paula. down south? Paula. Paula Casino. Hell yeah. The three of us. Yeah. We went on a trip to Paula. Choices Buffet. Got some seafood. Spent a week gambling. there one night. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, but so in that same vein, like I just would love to see an origin story from like we're getting hyped to go to Atlantic City. And then me as someone who doesn't gamble, like watching like a Aaron J. Moore type lose 20 grand <laughs> and then like have another like Pollard friend where it's like, dude, how'd you do? And he's like, I won five grand. And then we find out later he lost 50 grand. Did we meet at Gamblers like Anonymous? Like we're all fucking addicted to this. The night in Vegas when you and Sean Tran went to the Bone Thugs concert, yeah. me and Matt, Went to casino to casino and lost all our money. And That's a back, true story. Came we, back upset at three. <laughs> me, Sean Tran, Aaron, and Matt were driving to Park City one year. And on the way, we stayed at Mandalay. We stayed at, yeah, it was a nicer. I think it was the Mandalay, was Mandalay Bay. The other like casino with Mandalay Bay. And we put on, because this was like 2010 probably. Yeah. We put on like suits. We're like, we're going out. <laughs> it's Vegas, baby. Like, but we were just staying for one night. We were gonna drive still to like to get up Park early City. the next morning. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we but made you gotta it. feel like you did something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so it. we all got dressed up and we made it downstairs into the lobby where there was like a Hard Rock like venue. Yeah. And on the like uh, whatever it's called, the board at the top, it was like Wu Tang Clan tonight. And me and Sean Tran were just like, should we go to Wu Tang? <laughs> And we did. And Aaron and Matt went and gambled, and me and Sean Tran went and saw Wu Tang Clan, and we were in the club, like watching Wu Tang Clan perform in suits. No one's in suits. Everyone looks like they're going to a Wu Tang concert, and me and Sean Tran are in like we're gambling suits, and we're just like smoking weed with people. We have a great time, and we're in bed by like ten thirty or eleven. Like when the concert ends, me and Sean come back, and oh we're like, gosh. "Oh, Aaron and Matt are still gambling." I guess, like five in the morning, I wake up <laughs> to Matt like coming into the door. I was just like, "Are you just getting in?" He's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "How'd you do it?" And he was like, "Bro, I lost like two months' rent." <laughs> and it was just like, Jesus. "Fuck." He got into bed, and like an hour later. We left to drive to Park City, and Aaron and Matt then like slept in the car the rest of the way, yeah. and me and Sean listened to Taylor Swift and just like <laughs> talked for like eight hours on the way to Utah. And that's the movie. And that's the movie. <laughs> Matt and I wandered like from one casino to the next, and like at each casino we'd go to. Like, Maybe this one will be better. Yeah, one roulette table, <laughs> yeah. and like I'd put down like twenty bucks, and Matt was like making money. Then he put down like a hundred, and then we did really well for a while, and then we lost it all, and we ended up at uh, O'Shea's, the like shitty one that's gone now or maybe it's back mm -hmm. but they had like a subway in the corner and i like i lost all my money to go snowboarding in utah so i was oh just like gosh. i'm just gonna go get a sandwich and i had a i ordered a veggie delight because like, i'm not trusting the meat here and like i was eating it like at a slot machine while matt was finishing gambling and i took a bite and like all my sandwich <laughs> fell out of the bottom of it and you're just like, as, like figures yeah i was like matt was done and then we just started walking away and then, like the lady's like you have to clean that up i was like no i don't because it's got like 80 dollars for me <laughs> <Fuck this." laughs> like, 
So, yeah, fun but, yeah. time. Let's move on to genre swap. Wait, before we do. Sure. Can I say that, like, Dennis Leary is the type of comedian, like Robin Williams, like other people, where it's just like, I don't get you. Whenever you're, like, flailing, I don't connect to it. Yeah. Fuck right. you, Dennis Leary. All right. I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. I have an episode of Scooby-Doo. Oh. I think them in the mansion would be a fun one of mm-hmm. just, I don't know. Some Scooby Doo episode. Maryland Mansion. Maryland there mansion. you go. A Maryland Mansion? <laughs> Damn, Whoa, we should... Scoob, you just ate the guy's finger, man. The other one cool. is Christopher Walken. After he kills SPF, he's like, all right, I'm really retiring now. Moves to Memphis. Starts walking. walking I like yeah. that. Yeah. She said, Tell me, are you a Christian child? And I said, Ma'am, I am tonight. That's good. Uh, Brandon, genre swap. Since we just did this on the pod, I was thinking a Home Alone shenanigans type movie. Okay. You guys had enough or are you thirsty for more? (laughs) You had enough. I like that. And then Jay Moore is like, I'm thirsty for more. (laughs) Yeah, so Home Alone. Yeah. I don't want to. Ready? Mm -hmm. When everybody stopped loving Raymond, I stopped getting payments. Do you get it? Those lines rhyme. But that's why I started Brad's Carrots, a place for you to get carrots. 24 carrots, 16 carrots, however many carrots. Okay, so like, do you also buy gold? I know a lot of places do both. I'm not talking about gold. I'm talking about the nightshade vegetable carrots. Actually, carrots are root vegetables, Brad. Well, I... Carrots, they've been around for millions of years. They're a delicious vegetable. Actually, Mr. Garrett, carrots can be traced back about 5,000 years. If we're uh, looking into it a bit further, it's interesting because originally people confused them so much with parsnips that they actually don't even know when they originated. These are carrots. So, no no parsnips are... Are they domestic or wild? I don't... uh, There's two types of carrots, domestic carrots and wild carrots. I think domestic, if I picked one, I... uh, are we talking long I can orange? look it up. If I, Are they early short horns? You have email? Scarlet Nance? What type oh, of I, carrots? Um, the orange ones. They, they, Brad's carrots to stand by the side of the freeway. Let's almost wrap things up mm, with yeah. Blu-ray price. How much would you pay for the movie? If you would you have paid pay to see it, it again. You guys know, you know it. it. Skip it. <laughs> Kyle, what's your Blu-ray price? Uh, initially, I was going to give it a dollar. Okay. And then I put myself mentally there and I thought, I'm not buying it. I'm not, buying, <laughs> I'm not spending a dollar. If I see it at Ralph's, like, what am I going to do with it? The, what the am I going to do with it? The chart of this podcast starts with you, like, spending, like, a good amount of money to just you, like, wow, well, time's got tough. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, like, it's just, it's it goes to show what kind of movies we're yeah, choosing right, these days. But some of them it's are, like, accurate. yeah, some of them have well, been Well, it's winners. like I went 25 for Cocktail, really liked that's it. True. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's movies I like. Even Broken Arrow is, like, yeah, yeah. 10 yeah. bucks. I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter. It's going to go a dollar. That seemed wrong. <laughs> um then I was going to give it the Jeff Fahey Award, $0. That also seemed wrong. Sure. Like, I'm very conflicted. So, if a Suicide King was a quarter, I'd be paying Suicide Kings 50 cents. Nice. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in for a single Suicide King, 25 yeah. cents. Quarter, if, I got, right. if I got a quarter in my pocket, 
I'm a, I'll take this movie. Yeah. I'd rather have a DVD of Suicide Kings than a quarter. I would too. Yeah. And I would actually. Oh, oh, oh. this is a Blu-ray. Oh shit. <laughs> I actually did. Up it. I, Thirty I, cents. You know what? I forgot about that because in my mental pain for this, I was thinking yeah, of DVD yeah, around, not a dollar. If it is a Blu-ray, in yes. fact. Stamp I would go three Suicide King, 75 cents. Cool. Uh, I'll up mine, mine to 30 cents. Okay. I'm going $20. <laughs> oh, baby. I've seen this movie like four times 80 now. 80 Suicide Kings? <laughs> seen this movie four times now. That's like $5 each. If I watch it six more times, boom, two dollars. You do. You always do a weird math thing where <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna make the most money, like the best deal for this Blu-ray by like watching it more, and uh, then like each watch is like ten cents or whatever. I just I don't get it, but uh, yeah, that's well, cool, man. Some more rationality. None like, of us understands anybody else's paying scale, and this, least of yeah. all Pollard's. Yeah. <laughs> and this movie definitely isn't one that will be like on often. So if I want to watch it. I'm probably going to have to, like, now it's on HBO, but, like, who knows how long that'll last. Yeah. yeah. So, I'll, in the future, I'll probably have to pay to watch it, and I'll yeah. want to watch it again. But that being said, if you did make it to this part of the podcast, go watch the movie, and then listen <laughs> to it again, and it might start to make sense. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, all right. Let's wrap things up with, does this movie work as a McSullivan's sequel? Oh, oh, shit. I fucked it up. Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So uh, Mac is doing. Right Got to pee. Don't want to miss it. All right. I'll wait. Yeah, I'm going to go after him, too. Just wanna... All right. Well, <laughs> just keep it going. Keep it recording. You can pee in the candle if you have to go immediately. In the candle? In the bag here. Oh, okay. I always wonder if peeing in a bag, it'll hold. You know? Wow. What a hold. What a hold. All right. He's a stout, stout man. Okay, we go on McSullivan. Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? I'm going to go yes. Uh, Mac, because it's about McSullivan, right? Sure. Mm. Okay, so Mac is doing his usual Tuesday night patrol of the neighborhood, which is mostly taking shots at the local night bar while college kids cheer him on. After his third Drambuie shot, Mac starts to make small talk with a few of the college kids who start asking him a lot of questions about police procedures as they pertain to kidnapping and ransom. Mm. Mac burps loudly in one of their faces. Come on, he says. No shop talk while I'm on the clock. Now buy me another shot. The kids talk a little more with Mac as they order him more shots and they ask if he'd like to hop into their car to go to the strip club. All right, but I'm not writing bitch. Mac stumbles out with the group of college kids to the parking lot. After seeing their car, Mac calls out, shotgun, and he runs over to the front passenger side door, removes his concealed shotgun from his leg holster, and fires it in the air while laughing. Everyone else recoils and screams, ha ha, you kids are all right. As they all jump in the car and start driving, one of the kids takes out a cloth and a bottle of chloroform. I'm sorry, Mr. McSullivan. It's the only way. From behind... Mac feels one of the kids tie a rope around his torso, pinning him down to the seat so he can't move. Gay! Mac calls out. <laughs> Another of the kids tries to put the chloroform-soaked cloth over Mac's mouth, waiting for him to pass out. It doesn't take. No, of course not. Mac's tolerance for chloroform is too high, and now that he's gotten a taste of the stuff, he wants more. Mac uses all of his strength to break free of the bonds that are tying him down to the seat. 
He jumps into the back of the car and wrestles the bottle of chloroform away from one of the kids. Come to Mac Daddy, he says, as he unscrews the bottle and chugs it. Sounds like he's going to rape the kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you think it would go there. It, it okay. takes a turn. It yeah. takes a turn. The mixture of chloroform, <laughs> booze, and unearned confidence gives Mac the, the strength to fight off the college kids, punching each one in the face, taking control of the steering wheel, and maneuvering the car safely into a jack-in-the-box drive through where Mac decisively orders sourdough jacks and 99-cent tacos for everyone in the car, despite the fact that all the kids have been TKO'd by Mac. He sits there in the driver's seat, scarfing down fourth meal, while four 20-somethings lay passed out beside him. 420? See what I did there? Oh, there you go. Good. <laughs> A police car pulls up beside him. It's Pops. Yeah. Uh, Pops, how'd you know where to find me? Well, Mac, you know how your Tuesday night patrol is seeing how many free shots of Drambuie you can get? My Tuesday night patrol is tailing you to make sure you don't get the police department suit again. Let's get you home. It's almost 3.11 and I got Amber queued up in the car. Sounds good, Pops. Max says as he stumbles over to the passenger side of Pops' police cruiser. Shotgun, Max, <laughs> Max screams as he once again pulls out his concealed shotgun and fires it at the car full of college boys. The car explodes into yellow and amber flames as Pops and McSullivan drive off singing, Whoa, amber is the color of your energy. That's the end. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. I loved every beat. I love what I liked about it. I was like, should I develop like why they're kidnapping McSullivan? No, and it's no, like, no, 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 there's no need. This no. happens to him often. No, and it, it it's totally falls in fun. line with the movie where it's like, this really well, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's true. Everyone can like create their own. Like One of the reasons that I had was that like he was in debt to his drug dealer, but like he's been using Pops' address. Sure. So they go yeah. and kidnap Pops' son. Yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. So then. Pops is I like, keep losing kids because of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's go out and have some fun. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful. I think it does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Oh, you wrote this one out. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mac loses $100,000 betting on the New Orleans Pelicans to win the NBA championship. To repay his debt, Mac hatches a scheme with Pops to stage a kidnapping of crime boss Gnome Delaphine nice. and then hopefully collect the 100000 as reward money. Mac coordinates with Gloria that they will demand $3 million, frame the kidnapping on Pops, and run away together. <laughs> Mac tells Pops he'll do a whole cut-off-the-finger thing to threaten Gnome, but Mac obviously doesn't want to chop Gloria's off because he wants to keep both of her jacking-off hands intact. <laughs> Mac convinces Pops to cut off his pinky and tells Gnome that it's Gloria's. Gnome calls the bluff as he sees Pops' hand is bleeding profusely. Gnome decides to wait it out as Pops seems to be doing worse than he is. <laughs> In order to get him to act faster, Mac tapes Gnome's head down in a bowl of egg salad and serenades him with an hour-long sax performance. After an hour, Gnome is screaming in terror, both at how gross the egg salad was and how piercing the horrible saxophone sounded. That had to hurt. Like, being a crime lord and just, like, your head's an egg salad, you're listening to <laughs> like, sax. It's like a breathing straw. You got no way <laughs> out, though. Die. Like, there's yeah. nothing he can do about yeah. it. It just tastes and sounds awful. <laughs> He agrees to pay Mac the money, and Gloria is excited to run away with Mac, as Pops has now died of blood loss. Oh, Pops. At the last minute, Mac sees Pops. that the Pelicans are playing again that night, and decides to tell Delaphine he wants to double it or nothing. Pelicans lose, and Mac kills Delaphine and Gloria, and moves <laughs> back in with Sam Elliott McSullivan. He moves oh, everyone. Man. He kills everyone and moves in with his dad. Yeah, he doesn't have money now. Does Sam Elliott Jesus. McSullivan live in New Orleans as well? Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. PNW. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. It's supposed to be nice. I'm happy yeah. for them. Yeah. Sad for Pops. Right. <laughs> and Gloria. Nah, she deserved it. She was loyal. 
Okay. Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan oh, vehicle? Oh, you betcha. Uh, the movie opens with McSullivan celebrating. He's listening to Toad the Wet Sprocket's All I Want. And we see Mac dancing around in his whitey tidies with his prodigious dong hanging out of the bottom. And it's just flopping around. <laughs> We see behind McSullivan is a mountain of scratcher tickets, but one of them is tucked safely into the elastic of his underwear. Mac picks up the phone and tells Pops he needs help. McSullivan has just won $50,000 on a scratcher ticket, but is wary of claiming it as he thinks it will be televised and he'll be awarded an oversized check. He offers Pops $500 to pick up the winnings, to which Pops says he'll do it, but he doesn't need any money. He's just happy that McSullivan won. Pops picks up the winnings, but when he enters McSullivan's apartment to drop off the winnings, they're both kidnapped. They awake in a room, both tied to a chair in a warehouse. When they come to, it's revealed that Hooch Malloy is the kidnapper. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Hooch. Hooch doesn't know about the $50,000, but he does know that the cop of the year ceremony is later that day. Yes. And with Pops and McSullivan <laughs> unable to accept the award, he will win for the first time in NOLA history. Hooch is also seeking retribution for the years of being cheated out of the award. And, <laughs> and in his hand, he holds up one testicle from each Pops and Mac. <laughs> they both look down in horror to see their junk wrapped in bandages and covered in blood. Pops, who is hoping to have another child someday, is visibly upset. But McSullivan is weeping even more because he says no hooker woman would want to have sex with a freak like him now that he only has one ball. <laughs> hooker woman. <laughs> Hooch leaves the warehouse to go accept the award. When he does, McSullivan dislodges two teeth he lost from when Mac attended a donkey show and tried to join in for a threesome, but the donkey kicked him in the mouth. Underneath his missing, <laughs> underneath his missing teeth, <laughs> is two cyanide pills for him and Pops to take, so that they don't have to bleed out in agony. Pops is reluctant to off himself, but after McSullivan tells him that Gloria will never love him and his kids will call him a freak since he only has one ball left, Pops ultimately takes the pill and Mac does the same. Pop wakes up. <laughs> Pops wakes up in the hospital wondering why he isn't dead and what happened to Mac. That's when McSullivan walks in the hospital room with the Cop of the Year award around his neck. <laughs> Hooch Malloy by his side. And Mac says, how you holding up, buddy? Pop says, I'd be a whole lot better if I knew what the hell was going on. That's when Mac flashes his junk to Pops to show him both of his testicles are intact. <laughs> McSullivan then tosses something to Pops. It's a circular white ball with pubes glued to it. But as Pops hold his, <laughs> holds it in his hands, the white begins to fade and we see a darker shade underneath. <laughs> That's when Hooch takes off his Mission Impossible styled mask and reveals it is actually Gloria underneath. <laughs> Pops looks down to see both of his nuts missing. <laughs> Yells in horror as McSullivan explains that when he won the $50,000, he knew Pops would try to steal it. 
He also knew with the money he could finally provide for Gloria the way Pops always had. Gloria kisses Pops on the cheek and says I'm sorry as her and McSullivan leave the room, French kissing on the way out, but leaving a real cyanide pill on the bedside table for Pops to take with a note that has a crudely drawn Nike symbol and underneath it says, just do it. Jesus. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. So all the Hooch Malloy stuff was just a red herring. It was Gloria the whole yeah. time. The, the whole time. time. <laughs> yeah. They oh. just they just wanted to castrate Pops and run away. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but it, the running away wouldn't be complete unless they fooled they Pops it into, in into yeah. stealing his <laughs> testicles. Yeah. I want to let you know first. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> That'll wrap things up for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Um, 5GFAPod.com. The Lady Swimsuit Discounts. We've had to slash those, and we're, they're back up to regular price. The good news is it's been a slow year, so cutting out the breast holes of all 2000 has kept us busy. <laughs> it's so been fun. There's at least yeah. that. I got the wacky scissors, so mine's like a right. crumpled yeah. shape. You know, perimeter. Yeah. My favorite part of the pod is when we're done recording and we model them for each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I've been taking the cutout breast holes uh, and <laughs> gluing them onto coasters. So we do have 5 GFA yeah. coasters available as well. And those big sunglasses you got where you glued them on there and it's yeah. just 5GFA super yeah. uh, novelty sunglasses. Hard to yeah, that's see, cool. but Pretty real nice. cool. The great yeah. thing about the coasters is it's made out of the, the swimsuit material. So it is like non-stick. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's non-slip. Your your beer is not going to slip right. at it all on that quickly. coaster. Uh-huh. Well, not that quickly. It's not great quality. Just throw it in the no, it's classy more good. than good yeah. quality. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's more about uh form than function yeah Absolutely. for sure for sure and stay tuned for michael marchston are we doing a yeah michael madston yeah. march oh, month march, yeah. wow michael marchston or james I like marchston it. month both will work stay tuned sonic it's reservoir dogs and a bunch of other ones you don't yep. want to do yep uh yeah whatever bye bye okay. look what i have created i have made fire I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent! You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. His name was Michael Hatzer. His, His name, name was Michael Hatzer. Smoked salmon's always like on my mind because that one time I ate it and then threw up when we were driving <laughs> back home from Big Bear. Shut up, it's not a funny story, we don't care. Right. Calm down. It started Kyle's hatred of albinos just in general. For real, dude. <laughs> and it's funny because he's tied up the whole movie. Doesn't do much walking. I think Spawn needs to get remade. Comic book remake. How original. Fuck all you guys, my friends. I yeah. hate you. McSullivan <laughs> writes fan fiction for the movie Powder, but it's all about cocaine. <laughs> oh, work on that. It's a boy made entirely of cocaine. <laughs> yeah.
Hairless. Uh, what is it? There's like a Mexican or like a Irish motherfucker. Gee, Moore's a talented guy. Yeah. Give him more to do. And her name is Chicky. Chicky. Yeah, I love that. Chicky Hearn. For all my Laker heads. He's yeah. like, oh, do you realize who this is? Is there such a thing as too much stimulus? You know. Goys ahead? He goys ahead. <laughs> He's going. He's a bad goy. Christopher Walken ain't shit. Like, please clap. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, penises, though. <laughs>